Welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. This is a total impromptu podcast episode. I was just waiting for a guest to come and I got a no-show. So I thought, hey, I'm here. Makeup, hair ready, the mic's in my face. Let's record an episode. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, a news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. I'm literally going to just read you a Twitter thread for this episode. I saw it and I thought it was amazing. So I'm going to read it to you. Now, the person who tweeted this tweeted it more so for people who are looking to raise money for a product or a service that they have. However, I think it's pretty relevant to anything under the business and marketing umbrella. So the person who tweeted this, her name is Amanda Robson. Her bio on Twitter is Canadian Cowboy partnering with B2B seed and pre-seed founders. And I honestly, I didn't even follow her until I saw this tweet that somebody shared. Somebody that I follow shared it, so I retweeted it, and I was like, this is kind of amazing, and I'm going to read it all to you. She starts off by saying, sharing some of the most common reasons we've passed on B2B companies at seed and pre-seed level. Number one, depth of understanding of the problem space isn't clear. Why are you the best founders to build in this space? What's your unique insight? Why are you willing to spend the next five to 10 years focused on this problem? Even though I'm not looking for money for podcast clout, I am thinking of podcast clout as I go through these, just for the simple fact that in that mastermind, there's a lot of people with SaaS products who are looking for funding. So I need to know, as the founder of that software, the depth of understanding of the problem. Because if you don't, you're going to get passed on like Amanda said. Okay, let's keep going. Number two, massive company vision isn't there. What North Star are you tracking towards? If you're successful, what will the company have accomplished in five years? Okay, I'm going to stop sharing my two cents after every point she makes, but I will just say this is important stuff even if you're not looking to raise money for your business. And I think it's really important just to hear it right now as we head into 2021 that this is pretty solid stuff for even goal setting and just retracking where you are now and where you want to go. Number three, lack of customer empathy. What painful process or tools are you replacing? How will you make the customer's life easier? Number four, long time to aha. How long will it take for customers or users to start seeing value? 
what will be required on the customer's end, integrations, engineering, etc. What data do you need from customers to show value and how will you access and operationalize it? Number five, wishy-washy success metrics. Will your product generate more revenue or reduce costs? How will that be measured? What metrics will customers look at to know your product is adding value? Number six, dismissing competitors. Are there other smart or well-funded teams building in your space? What incumbents and adjacencies could add a product like yours and benefit from their established distribution? Now, when I see this and I see dismissing competitors, I think that's a reminder for everybody just to go back and maybe answer some of these other points, pose them as questions and answer them as to what makes you different from your competitors. Number seven, undervaluing community support. Will your product require bottoms-up adoption? Are you evangelizing a new category? How will you create buzz and product-led growth? Number eight, champion is unclear. Does your product span multiple departments like engineering and data and security? What is the buyer or user dynamic? Whose budget will you come out of? Who will be required to implement and maintain your product? So basically, when you sell your product or service, who are you selling to? And finally, number nine, undervaluing the user experience. How will users describe the experience of using your product? Would users describe your UI as beautiful? Again, UI, super specific to the online space. Where are the moments of surprise and delight? This is a pretty powerful thread if you are looking to raise money for your product or service. I think it's, again, a good reminder as we head into 2021 of some of these things that always need to be top of mind that we kind of just forget or put on the back burner. Like, do we really understand the problem in our space? Is our massive company vision there? Do we understand and empathize with our customer? Do they see that aha moment and that benefit quickly? Or does it take them a long time? If it takes them a long time, how could we speed that up? Do we have solid success metrics? Are we dismissing our competitors? What can we do to set ourselves apart from them? Do we value our community support? And if we do, how do we show our community that we value that? And finally, who are we selling to? Is it the business owner? Is it the director of marketing? Is it human resources? Who is your person that you need to get in front of, that you need to champion? This is, again, some of Amanda Robson's tweets in a thread where she was sharing the most common reasons that she has passed on B2B companies at seed and pre-seed level. I am going to share this in the show notes and in the description of this video if you are watching on YouTube. But hey, that's your impromptu podcast episode. (laughs) I am not one to waste hair and makeup. So if I have an interview with a no-show, I will make the best of it. Amanda Robson, Nice to meet you on Twitter, literally 15 minutes before I started recording this. And thank you so much. This is, again, great information, not only if you're raising money, but just to like go back to the drawing board as you set your goals for the new year and make sure 
that all of this is clear. Because all of this is clear, then you have a solid business model. And if you have a solid business model, you probably can get money if you do want to raise money. But if not, still good to have a solid business model so you can grow it. Thank you, Amanda. And thank you for listening to the Become a Media Maven podcast. If you haven't already, please tap that subscribe button on your podcast listening app or on YouTube if you are watching this on YouTube.